Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. In hour number one of the broadcast, we spoke of the rampant anti-Semitism and the violence that is growing on the streets of America. What the causes and what we all need to do. Hour number two, we talked about critical race theory and not just in our schools, but everywhere, including our in our churches. We told you about that and what you can do about it. This hour, the economy, the banking sector, and what Biden is doing now. All coming up in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. All right, let me tell you about RecTech. Um, you know, I think a good lesson, if you want to be president in the United States, I mean, when you, yeah, I mean, you, you feel like, okay, I got to have the power at my fingertips. And if I reach down to my phone or device and I press the button, you know what I'm saying, as president, I'm generating a whole lot of heat someplace. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? That's what the rec tech makes you feel like, a little like president of the United States. It's kind of nice, uh, except it's a whole lot better because you're not nuking anybody. You're just firing up your grill and getting it ready to grill some amazing food when you get home. That's the benefit of smart grill technology. And when you get one for yourself, you'll see what I mean. You're going to love it. Rectech. It is it's just unlike any other grill I've ever seen. Best on the market, in my opinion. But I want you to A-B, check them. Don't take my word for it. Go to Rectech.com. That's R-E-C-T-E-Q. Rectech.com. There are so many complaining political speeches. People are tired of hearing nothing but doom and despair on the radio. Now look. I'm going to talk about us. The average guys. The John Doe's. He's the man the ads are written for. That's right. And it's because of the slimy politics that we have all this unemployment here. Signed a disgusted American citizen. Well, well. Look at that face. It's wonderful. They'll believe him. Let's see what you look like when you protest. Against what? Against anything. Just protest. What are you after? I mean... Money. Money. What do you want, a journalistic career? Money. Money. Unless he says something that's sensational, it's just no good. Just protest. Amateur journalism. What do you want, a journalistic career? Money. 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 Well, I'm glad to hear somebody admit it. Money. 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 Why don't we tear the building down? To most of you, your neighbor is a stranger, a guy with a barking dog and a high fence around him. Now, you can't be a stranger to any guy that's on your own team. So tear down the fence that separates you. Tear down the fence, and you'll tear down a lot of hates and prejudices. That man's right, honey. No, 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 no. I don't think anybody will listen. What? May I remind you that I picked you up out of the gutter and I can throw you right back there again? Money. 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 Are saying, what can I do? I'm just a little punk. I don't count. 
Well, you're dead wrong. The little punks have always counted because in the long run, the character of a country is the sum total of the character of its little punks. So? So? The trouble with the world is nobody gets a hoot about his neighbor. These gentlemen and I know what's best for the John Doe's of America, regardless of what trends like you think. You're the fake. We believe in what we're doing. Well, that certainly is a new law. I guess I've seen everything now. The free people can beat the world at anything, from war to tiddlywinks, if we all pull in the same direction. You better start right now. Don't wait till the game is called out of common practice. Wait, wait, wait. Up John Doe, you're the hope of the world. Money, 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 money. Let's talk about money here. Uh, the Federal Reserve, finally, finally, they are they're doing some... Uh, they're doing some house cleaning there and reforming the Federal Reserve inside. And I think that's great. Um, apparently, the Federal Reserve feels that they have been doing too much uh, that was just too racist. And they're uh, you know, introducing some uh, new woke policies uh, into the Federal Reserve, which I think is fantastic. Now, Pat Toomey, he doesn't like it. He's one of the, the top banking committee Republicans, and he's actually sent letters to all of the regional uh, bank heads and said, what are you doing? Uh, for instance, the Fed regional bank president's Neil Kashari of Minneapolis. He sent one to Boston, also to Atlanta. Uh, and, uh, you know, he highlighted a series by the banks called Racism and the Economy and said, you know, I, I agree that nobody should be racist, but um, the way you're doing this, your, your assumptions are all ideological and open for interpretation. Uh, and uh, it seems to be heavily laden with political and value judgments. Oh, no, 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 the Fed's not doing that. No, of course not. They would never do that. The banks? Oh, the banks are not. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Nothing like that. No. They're just trying to stop racism. Okay, good. Toomey, thank goodness, has pointed out that, uh, you know, the federal government gives the Fed the mandate, and it's nonpartisan, it's independent, and it's restricted to monetary and regulatory policies. So is this mission creep? Or is that part of, of the uh, uh, regulatory policies that they're talking about? His letter said, whether or not this is your personal view, I'd remind you that only Congress has the authority to reform the Federal Reserve or modify its statutory mission. A statutory mission. Uh, moreover, I would caution you on the, <laughs> I love this, reputational damage being inflicted on the Fed and the Federal Reserve as a whole by pursuing highly politicized social agenda unrelated to monetary policy. I'm sorry, I just, I'm sorry, Senator Toomey, but I do, I do have to laugh just a little bit when you, when you try to make it appear as though the Fed has any credibility at all. Um, this is a very dangerous thing that the Fed is doing, but this is, this is part and parcel of what is coming. You know, I'm, I'm part of me is beginning to think that the Democrats don't care if they win, uh, in 2022, because this is all administrative, you know, this is all what Wilson wanted to do. 
what's the name of that book? Uh, Philip Drew, Administrator. It's a horrible book, horrible. But Woodrow Wilson ran it like uh, read it like four times, and uh, I have the hard copy. So try to get that. Most of them went into the garbage can, but you can read it online for free. It's that good. It's that good. You can now read it online for free. Um, but it explains exactly what they're doing now. This was the dream, the utopian dream of the progressives in the early 1900s. They wanted an administrative state. That way, Congress didn't have to do anything. You didn't. You, you, Congress would just say, oh, there is this administrative uh, work over here on Obamacare. And then the administrative state could just do whatever they wanted within that. So the idea passed through Congress. But what happens uh, is all decided by a group that you never elected, never elected. That's what's happening right now. I told you last hour, they just the Fine Arts Council of America, the National Fine Arts uh, Committee. Uh, Biden just this is nonpartisan. Biden just fired four out of the seven uh, uh, committee members, including the chairman, who their credentials are off the charts. Why? Because new architecture is needed now, not any of this classical architecture. Oh, so you're going to fundamentally transform uh, the American capital. Okay, all righty. What is that all about? I'm beginning to believe that they are going to have so many knobs and dials and switches that they have flipped and turned that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's in Congress because everything is going to be controlled by the president. That is called fascism. That's totalitarianism. But that's exactly what is happening, even though Americans are very concerned. There's a new Gallup poll out showed only 36% of Americans are satisfied with the way things are going, specifically on the economy. 27% of Americans now rate the current economic conditions as excellent or even good. 30% rate them as poor. Meanwhile, 43% say the economy is getting better. 53% saying it's getting worse. Do you work for the Biden administration if you think that the economy is getting better? Is that, I mean, I'm trying to, who could say that, Stu? I guess... If you work in a lumber yard, maybe. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, it's coming back from, I guess, the complete shutdown, right? I mean, it's getting better in that sense. But I mean, when you look at it long term, it, it's hard to make that case right now, especially with all the spending going out the door. But that's what they do, right? Like the left comes in and they say, we're going to spend an unlimited amount of money to, to you know, put a steroid shot into the economy. Right. And that's nothing to brag about. I mean, anybody can print unending amounts of money and get a short-term sugar boost. That's not an economy. No, it's not. None of that is real. None of that is real. And it's it's hurting other people. Do you know how expensive things are going to get when and if they actually do this this gigantic infrastructure? The good news is the infrastructure is, you know, defined as, you know, I need a swimming pool in the back of my house because I'm a politician. I mean, anything is infrastructure now. My kid picks his nose and I need a booger museum. Uh, so it's not roads and bridges. But if it were roads and bridges and things that we actually needed, if you were rewiring this country, if you were, you know, uh, making sure that our power grid was actually secure, 
you wouldn't be able to get concrete. You wouldn't be able to get blacktop. You wouldn't be able to get copper wire. I mean, it will be so expensive if the government is buying it all up. By the way, I don't know if you've noticed this, Stu, but uh, um, there are restaurants all around me. And I mean things like, I don't know if you've ever heard of Moo Ya. It's a burger place. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Burgers um, and shakes and fries and such. Yeah. yeah. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's just a good burger place. Uh, they close now at 8 p.m. on the weekends. 8 do you know why? No. They can't find anyone to work. Mm. They can't find anybody to go so they can keep the doors open. Uh, uh, McDonald's and restaurants that were 24 hours, 7-Eleven open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They're closing their doors at night because there's no one to work. It's incredible. And now what, 24 states have stopped this additional unemployment money uh all red states by the way 24 states and you know that's also it's also only part of the equation like you know it's part partially like people don't know if their kids are going to go back to school in september are they going to take a brand new job and work just the summer and then have to quit it if their kids can't go to school for, for five days a week you know daycares are still running very strange hours some of those daycares will close down for two weeks if there's a positive test. What do you do if you have a job? If you're making and, but, more but, money, but from the government, why why take on all that additional risk? What's the point? By the way, uh, daycare is not the reason why people are staying home. You know, that's the Biden thing. We need this infrastructure because we've got to have daycare centers because women have got to go home and stay home with their uh, kids. Otherwise, apparently that's that's uh, not the cause of of anything. Um, uh, women and daycare, a new study out uh, last week shows that's not the problem. That's not why women were staying home. They were the least affected. Uh, I don't know how that's even true. It doesn't make sense to me because somebody had to be home with the kids. Uh, But all of this stuff with Biden and now he's changed that and he's like, well, we're doing it for, you know, it's for the future. Yeah, no, I mean, look, the reason why they want to spend trillions of dollars on such things have nothing to do with COVID, obviously. I mean, I do know, Correct. you know, in, you know, anecdotally, a couple of moms who were in that situation who were yeah. just like, and again, making, I think, what you would call rational decisions. Yep. Right? Like, they're just, they're in a position in which people, the incentives align to make it much more sensible for them to stay home right now. I think people are uh, all pretty much making rational decisions, not necessarily good decisions, mm-hmm. But rational decisions. If somebody's going to pay me more to sit at home mm-hmm. and and I get all the benefits and everything I need, why would I work? Seriously. And, and it's not only just, I mean, unless I'm driven by work. Right. It's not only just a uh, pure financial decision either. If you're in a job that is not a career and you don't really care about your advancement, you're showing up, you're 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 at your gym at Dunder Mifflin Scranton and you're just going yeah. in and you're and you're making you know you're pranking your friends and you're barely doing anything and you don't really care about the job and you don't care about advancement you're just looking for your next gig why are you going to jump back why into a job that? like that you i mean wouldn't. it doesn't make any sense when they're paying you, you right, all this extra money and you can you can do especially other after after a year of living this lifestyle and where you don't have to and you can do what you want and you're okay the other problem is that the U.S. government has converted U.S. dollars into Schrute bucks from Dwight Schrute right. 
Uh, I think that have no monetary will value. be worth more than the U.S. dollar <laughs> yeah. soon. Um, by the way, the Nobel Prize winning economist Robert Schiller, uh, the guy who saw the housing bubble way before it happened, uh, is now saying a bubble of biblical proportions, housing, mm. stocks and cryptocurrencies. He said it is a Wild West mentality. Um, he said, I haven't done that and said this in print, but I'm saying this now. Uh, he said Jeez. the record run in stocks and cryptos and housing has been taking a, uh, a break over the past couple of weeks. But in real terms, the home prices have never been this high. My data goes back over a hundred years. So this is something big. I don't think that the whole thing is explained by central bank policy. There is something about the society, uh, the society and the sociology of markets that is happening. I think, Glenn, I, I could be wrong on this, but generally speaking, my belief right now is the biggest story in the world that people aren't really talking about is what are the elastic event, uh, effects of COVID, right? Like COVID, yes. we get past the actual virus, you know, we're doing yep. really well on that front. Yep. But like a lot of people who, let's say, wanted to commit crimes and are criminals have been sitting at home doing nothing. They're going to come out and do terrible things. People who were sitting at home when they didn't have jobs, trying to figure out a way to make money, throwing money all around in all sorts of crazy, risky investments, and they've all been going up. Well, what happens when this all snaps back the other way? You know, there's like a hundred different categories that our lives were severely altered with. You know, everything from money stuff to social interaction and, and you know, the fact that like I look at out at our parking lot every day here and there's like two cars in it. I know. You know, I there, we, I go I buy an AT&T. 80,000 square feet. There's an AT&T building here, giant AT&T building that has parking for probably 2,000 people and there's like 12 cars in it. What happens to what happens when all of this starts settling? Like they've started as this, this is what building, we talked just, about. This is what we talked about 5 years ago, Stu. Yeah. It just said it was going to come because of technological revolution. Uh we'll, we'll continue our conversation cuz I I I want to continue this. Um Last week, all markets took huge hits. Stu, do you think it's you think it's unreasonable when you said what's going to happen if I gave you the answer 1929? Mm. It's not it's not unreasonable, no. It's not unreasonable at all. Uh last week everything took huge hits. The Dow dropped 500 points, Bitcoin dropped 7,000, Nasdaq was down 125 points, gold was up 15 bucks an ounce. That means that when things are crazy, Gold is the refuge. It means that it, it is the hedge against inflation and the hedge against insanity. I own Bitcoin. I have no idea what's going to happen to that. Easily, easily, it could fall to zero or 500 bucks because the governments of the world say we're not taking that or it's too risky or there's a 50% tax on that. Gold did exactly what it was supposed to do. Please, we are living in insane times. And I've always told you I, I use gold as a hedge against insanity. And the world is insane. Call Goldline now. Ask about the Silver Maple Flex bars. They're st standing by to take your call right now. Extremely pro um, uh, popular, a limited product. They just received a newly minted limited batch of the two-ounce Silver Maple Flex bars. 
You can call and buy them outright, or you can receive them free with every tube of $5 gold Liberty coins that is purchased. Do it now. Goldline.com. That's goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So, Stu, I think, I mean, if you look at this and you're saying, so what happens? Well, uh, usually that's when America pulls herself back up and we all go to work. But this time they've destroyed the middle class. They've destroyed the entrepreneur. They have uh, taught everybody for a year that the government will rescue you and save you from everything. Do you really think there's going to be an outcry uh, from people saying, uh, no, no, let us handle this ourselves. We'll we'll pitch in together in our own communities. No way. No way. Doesn't seem like that's the road we're going down at all right now. Nope, it doesn't. All right. More in just a second. Stand by. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, there's something about uh, a business being family-owned and fully geared toward the best interest of its customers. It's always meant something important to Americans. It may mean even more in the coming months. The world of home loan options isn't always going to be a friendly one. Navigating it can become very, very tricky. The banks are going to uh, not be so easily lending money. You think it was tough in 2008? You ain't seen nothing yet. Since June of 2001, American Financing has been dedicated to working with you to help get your finances where they need to be. They started in their home and moved outward to your home, and they've been working for you and not the bank ever since. So whether it's a home loan or mortgage refi or any other form of debt consolidation, American Financing has a dedicated team that will work hard for you. Do it now. Go to American Financing at 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. I mean, if the world's going to crumble, you might as well have some good TV to watch. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. I want to talk to you, Stu, about cryptocurrency here for just a second, because I don't know what to think. Uh... You know, if you if you put money in cryptocurrency, if you put it in early, everything is gravy for you. <laughs> um, but it's gone down like twenty five thousand dollars a coin uh, recently. And there seems to be, you know, the miners had to pull out of China because there was a crackdown on Bitcoin uh, from the miners. At the same time, uh, Elon Musk talked about how these miners were mining for bitcoin it costs so much in electricity well who where do you get the electricity for your electric cars you boob 
Oh, like, I mean, I, sometimes he's brilliant, but sometimes his environmentalism makes no sense whatsoever. And about 50 percent, uh, you know, Bitcoin has a about 50 percent better profile than the electricity fueling the cars that he's selling uh, when it comes Jeez. to renewable resources. I mean, this I don't bit, think he. Yeah, I don't think this is something that he well, I, I think this was something else, whether he was pressured, whether. Uh, I, I just don't think well, that, that he's too smart to believe that it's been debunked like a thousand times. Correct. This is not even Correct. a controversial issue when it comes to cryptocurrency Correct. anymore. I think one of the issues is, uh, unfortunately, again, people forget Elon Musk is not a conservative. He's not a guy who doesn't right. want to take money from the government. Right. He gets right. these credits that he needs to qualify for. And the theory is, you know, and this is just speculation that he needs to maintain uh, his, you know, his the, the his relationship with the government and the profile of Tesla as this super green correct place, or they don't get these credits. Now I don't know. I mean, there's probably some truth to that. I think though he is a real sort of crazy environmentalist person. Like that is he who is, he is, is I, at his core. I'm 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 wondering if uh, Amazon had anything to do with his decision. You know what I mean? Because uh, what's his face? Bezos uh, runs Amazon. Bezos. You know, Bezos came out last week. Did you see this? Where he was like, hey, it's not fair. The government's giving everything to Elon. We've got stuff over here, too. <laughs> Shut up. I got an idea for <laughs> you. Maybe the yeah. government shouldn't be giving anything to any of you people. Anybody. Yeah. I mean, if, you know, fairness. You're talking to me, Amazon. You're talking about fairness. First of all, this is what Elon Musk has done. I mean, this is the, he was the leader in this. You were busy building clouds. You were busy making sure the Pentagon was putting all their stuff on your servers. You were a little busy uh, with the grocery store thing, and you've made a tidy little sum during COVID, so yeah. shut up. Yeah, and I have no problem with Amazon. I think they provide a great great services and you know i mean i have problems with them but like yes, generally okay, okay. speaking but as an overall picture i like what they've done and they got on i don't know how we would have gotten through covid without ordering from amazon frankly um i but, don't think we would have i think without uh amazon and uh without netflix yeah. <laughs> uh honestly I, I mean this sincerely uh, amazon prime netflix can you imagine america mm. sitting through daytime television and commercials <laughs> for a year <laughs> not a chance we'd all and, be very engaged in what was happening in the right. soap operas and doordash i mean mm. there's no way there's no way if we didn't have those things we would have and that's part of the problem it was a drug for us we're fine made it a lot easier that's for sure yeah. on a lot of people even though it was a very hard time i mean i don't know what you would have done without these companies it's funny we were just talking about like what happens to these giant parking lots as they uh as they start to empty yeah. out and people don't come back to work they don't you know maybe a hundred percent of the people were at work before they sent home 80 percent of people and maybe only 20 or 30 percent come back and so there's a lot more work at home types Okay, what well, happens? Let's, let's let's not. But let's not. I think that's a bad idea, Stu. Remember, I own about a hundred thousand square feet no, of I know. office space. <laughs> Shut up. Well, I've noticed. Right I around, think it's better if everybody comes back to work. <laughs> I've noticed around this area that one of the things they're doing with these giant empty parking lots is staging Amazon trucks. Like Amazon right? must have some deal. They're renting this space. And Amazon's just coming in and just staging giant rows of trucks, loading them yeah. up, shipping them out. Uh, and Even just, in our parking lot. Yeah. I've Even in our here. parking lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I mean, and that's the use, I guess, of all this commercial real estate and all these. I mean, look, I think the bad, American bad economy, use. if allowed to uh, to figure it out through the markets, will come up with solutions to this. I mean, we've seen this at you know giant malls who were once filled with department store after department store, right. now are filled with like you know activity centers for kids and trampoline parks and all like people. The the usually the market finds ways to make these things work over time, but there is a there. This happened. This was not gradual, right? Like we just <laughs> turned it off for a year. So a year and a half ago, we had never heard of Zoom. A year and a half ago, we hadn't heard of Zoom. Yeah, I I, I would have said Skype, right? But I mean, you've heard of or FaceTime. You've heard of video calling services, but Zoom, I don't think I ever heard of before. Nope. (laughs) Before how they became, I think they might have done it. I think they're from Wuhan. If there's one company that may have gone into Wuhan and changed the genetic code of that Mm. virus, it's Zoom. Because it's Zoom, <laughs> well, Home Depot, Zoom. Hmm. Uh, I would say Amazon Netflix. Also, Amazon had a yeah. Amazon had a big role in it. Hell I of think. a quarter. Sherwin Williams might have even had a, a, a you know a minor role. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're I, not. You're avoiding my question okay. on crypto, cryptocurrency. Okay, I'm sorry. What happened in China? Yes. China said they began a crackdown mm-hmm. on all cryptocurrencies, not just Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And they say, you know, this is really going to cause some uh, cause some really problem in the uh, social field. At the same time, Elon Musk came out and said, you know, it's really a problem because of the environmental uh, impact, which is garbage. Uh, And then uh, you had Janet Yellen come out and say, you know, we might think about a 50 percent tax on uh, cryptocurrency. And and, you know, it is an awfully dangerous thing because no one can track anything that's going on. We have no idea. So we're (laughs) we're uh, beefing up the IRS to make sure we go after these people. Yeah, you got halfway through that. And I thought, is he playing a Janet Yellen audio clip? And no, that was your impersonation. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's identical to Janet Yellen. Right. So what what is going to happen to cryptocurrency? Well, because yeah, China's already did unveiling theirs. Mm -hmm. What's called the DUSD, the digital U.S. dollar is right around the corner, Mm -hmm. I think, within a couple of years. What's going to happen? Well, look, China has done this several times. They seem to have these these crackdowns here and there and everywhere. And the miners generally continue to stay there. And there's there's talk in the cryptocurrency community that a lot of this is bluster from the Chinese. We'll see. I think like from the American perspective, look at the hack that happened to to the pipeline. Mm -hmm. You know, they they're looking for reasons to crack down on things like Bitcoin. Why? It takes all of the power away from them. Right. It's a massive uh, switch in the power uh, center of currency worldwide oh, yeah. from oh, it takes all the power away right to a decentralized source so they really don't like it now there's there's and two with things a digital here. currency with mm-hmm. a digital currency run by the government they have all the power right so you don't want that i mean just because it says cryptocurrency and they say it's american or venezuelan cryptocurrency doesn't yeah. mean you want it you no, want it to be have decentralized every, they can shut you down they can make sure you're buying certain goods and not others i mean it's not good but if you look at i look at like uh the risk of crypto when it comes to American regulation, you have on one side a lot of really rich, really powerful, really connected people who are involved in it right now. They're already into it. They love it. This is not something that is 
you know, just libertarian libertarians right. and conservatives Goldman who don't like the government anymore. Goldman Sachs. I mean, on the week that crypto uh, or Bitcoin dropped from what fifty to thirty thirty eight or something, mm-hmm. um, that's when um, uh, Goldman Sachs came out and said it is a, a new asset class. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah, they're saying it's basically digital gold. There's tons. I mean, that's Goldman Sachs. Mm-hmm. That's that's not some fly by night, you know, bank. Right. And there are t- there's just tons of money flowing in from real institutional investors and really wealthy people who have made billions and billions of dollars off this stuff who are going to fight as hard as they can to make it sure it doesn't go away. Will there be regulations? I think the Biden administration is outwardly negative on cryptocurrency and you oh, know, sure. their 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 they pitches of like, any ten thousand dollar transfer needs to be reported to the government and all of these sorts of things can hurt crypto's growth. Even if they ban it, it's not, quote unquote, going away, but it will take a lot of people out of the market, people who just don't want to deal with the government or any problems with the government. Um, but I, I do think that, you know, there's still a really bright future for this stuff. That does not mean in a year it's going to be up. I, you know, I don't know. I, well, mean, I, I come from we, we come from an era, Glenn. We were talking on this show about cryptocurrency and telling you, hey, you should put a little money in Bitcoin back when it was like two hundred dollars. So, you know, it's hard for me to get comfortable with the idea that 35,000 is a buyer's market. It doesn't feel like that. Well, you don't have to buy it so long. You buy $200 of it still. Yeah. I'm just saying that the levels, right? I mean, it's all you you do not have to buy a full full Bitcoin, but there's a lot. You know, look, there's a lot of I mean, Ethereum's really interesting. I think there's a lot of growth potential uh, there. And And they just it just went down dramatically as well. Yep, it was at 4,500, I think. uh, You know, I I think I mean, I don't want to, you know. I, I, I don't want to say anything mm-hmm. that sounds like a conspiracy theory, but I think what I heard Stu say is it's the queen. Uh, <laughs> she saw the value of Bitcoin. She wanted in. She didn't buy it early. So she's been calling all of her favors in from all over the uh, all over the country, all over hey, the world. The queen and of- she is affecting the England. Oh, queen of England. Uh, okay. mm-hmm. Yeah. And she is. Uh, She's manipulating the market of Bitcoin. And I thank you for that analysis. Stu. You know, thank you just you look much. at the queen and you just say that looks like a crypto gal. You know, right? she just right? just has. that. Well, appearance. she's no, she wasn't an early adopter, oh, okay. but uh, she's on it. She's on it now. Mm-hmm. All right. If you haven't joined AMAC yet, there are three we- reasons why you should head over to amac.us slash back right now and join. First and foremost, the advocacy for conservatives there are over two million uh, conservatives have joined them now. Uh, you know, at, at five million, they become a powerhouse, powerhouse advocate. And it's really important that we have these these groups that are defending conservative constitutional values. So that's the first thing, their advocacy. Second, they have great exceptional benefits, uh, things like uh, insurance products, travel discounts, and all of the things that you would expect. They're really great. Um, Third, they also are a source of uncensored information that you can trust. Newsletters, videos, podcasts, fresh website content, and a bi-monthly magazine. AMAC is the best choice you can make. So join them now. Join for the advocacy, the benefits, or the information, but just join because America needs your voice and we need to stand together. Join today. AMAC.US slash Beck. That's AMAC.US slash Beck. 
tomorrow night on Glenn TV. January 6th was the moment the radical left patiently waited for. Most of the right denounced the Capitol riot and rallied against those responsible. But still, all conservatives are now being labeled threats to the very country they try so hard to preserve. The Republican Party is basically a domestic terrorist cell at this point and they should be treated as such. The new war on terror, innocent until proven conservative. Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck program. You know, Stu and I were just talking off air about if Joe Biden uh, or if Barack Obama, let's say, were doing this in 2008, the trillions of dollars in spending, the critical race theory stuff being shoved down everybody's throat, uh, the making everybody in America an enemy that didn't vote for him, uh, all of the things that he's doing, uh, you know, with the military, just those things. I wonder if Barack Obama would have, if he would have made it. I think people would have, uh, because you you couldn't, I mean, how would you... You you have Jeremiah uh, Jeremiah Wright basically elected a senator in Georgia. Yeah, I mean Jeremiah Wright is a great I, example of this because it's probably the closest you can come to a, this type of controversy back in let's say 2008. And when that came out, um, the American people were not shocked per se that uh, about Barack Obama going to a church where that stuff was said. They were shocked that anyone in America would say anything would say like that. that. Right. Yes. Like it was so shocking to our system to hear someone saying GD America and black, you know, the AIDS were invented by the government to kill black people and all of the things that that he was saying. Well, all that's really basically a close cousin of of critical race theory. And now it's on television every day. Every every mainstream network has correspondents. You they bring have- They're paying Ibram Kendi as a correspondent to come on the news all the time. It's crazy. It's crazy. We have just slowly been boiled. And I don't think people understand uh, where we are now. you got to go back and look at it with the eyes that you had 10 years ago and realize what has been done yeah. and what is being done right now. Think of this, Glenn. You have back in 2008, Jeremiah Wright comes out and the reaction from the left was not to say, oh my God, this guy was great and you don't understand him. It was to say, he never even went to that church. He was barely there. He wasn't there when they said those things. We don't even know. He doesn't even know this guy barely. I mean, he basically never right. has even seen him. They ran from that story. Now, the, there was basically one voice who was saying, you know what? What he was saying was right. That guy just got elected as a senator in Georgia. Georgia. That's how far it's we've crazy. gone here. It's completely it's insane. The country is just, I mean, you know, we live, we're lucky. We live in a part of Texas that has some of the best schools in America. And we both have friends that are pulling their kids from school saying, this is why I moved to Texas. Yeah. And I can't believe it's happening in my school. It's happening here in a conservative area. It's happening. The, Teachers and the school board. I mean, we had two teachers. I'm sorry, two um, uh, Department of Ed people in a couple of towns over that went to jail, and not for you know the old timey embezzling. <laughs> they went to jail because they were hiding critical race theory and all the stuff they were pushing into the schools. They were hiding it from the public. 
I, can you remember? This is nuts. Remember the good old days when all we had to worry about was embezzlement. Well, those were no, wow. Those, those are the were, days. Those, those days don't come back. They don't come yeah. back. <laughs> they, they don't, don't come, come back. back. All right. Bring back we'll, Enron. Uh, I want Enron back in the picture. Can we start talking you about know, them again? Those were good days they when were. we only had to worry about Enron. <laughs> good days. Good memories. Thanks, Stu. <laughs>